Hey guys, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, first of all, welcome. This podcast is meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to grow your fundamentals, but in bite-sized segments of time. And today we are going to continue on on the same train of thought for the shoulder joint, talking about bank art lesions. But before we do that, I just want to remind you that the PT Snack Service Challenge is still going on until the end of March, the last day of March. And if you need a refresher on what that is, I've got an episode on it. But essentially, the challenge for you is to look in your community, see a need, and then work to fill it within the first three months of the year. But please shoot me an email back um, at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com of, of what you do or tag me and use the hashtag ptsnackservicechallenge so that we can share the word on what we are doing in the communities and you never know who you're going to inspire. And if we're inspiring others to fill the needs in our communities, just think about the, the ripple effect that that can have. So that's the idea behind this. If you're not interested, that's fine. Um, We're going to keep on talking about the shoulder, but this is something that I'm really excited about, and I hope that you are too. So that being said, let's go ahead and move on to bank cart lesions. So as I mentioned before, this happens in the shoulder, uh, mainly affecting the glenoid labrum, which is basically just a fibrocartilaginous ring attached circumferentially to the glenoid rim. And I dare you to say that five times fast. Um, but essentially the purpose of this is just to increase shoulder stability. As I've mentioned before, the shoulder is a pretty mobile joint, which means it sacrifices stability so that we're able to use our arms and have a lot of flexibility with what directions we move our arms in, which is awesome. Saha et al. says that the glenoid labrum basically increases the glenoid surface vertically by 75% and horizontally by 57%. So it's pretty significant. And it's also an attachment point for glenohumeral ligaments to the glenoid. So essentially what it does is it creates what's described as a chalk block effect. So if you were to look at the glenoid, which is basically where the humeral head connects The labrum has a triangular shape, meaning that it's widest at the base where it connects to the glenoid, and then it becomes more triangle up towards the humeral head to form around the humeral head. And that helps to control humeral head displacement. So that way, as it's rolling and gliding, it's not also moving anteriorly, inferiorly, superiorly, etc. It's more just purely a roll and glide. So this also works really well with the concavity compression mechanism of the rotator cuff. Biomechanical studies have found that even just doing a resection of the labrum can reduce the effectiveness of that compression stabilization by 20%. So this just gives us insight on why we need the glenoid labrum in the first place. And when we injure it, in instances such as a Bankart lesion, that's when you can see increases in occurrences of instability. So what is a Bankart lesion? Now that we know what the glenoid labrum is, this lesion is basically an injury of the anterior inferior aspect of the glenoid labral complex. So what happens is when the, sometimes when the arm dislocates anteriorly, which often happens like 
what we mentioned before with the Hillsack's lesion. This can cause the anterior inferior labrum from to detach from the glenoid. And this can even extend superior or posteriorly, but it's a very common complication of anterior shoulder dislocations and or even just with repeated anterior shoulder subluxations. With this, often the arm is in external rotation and abduction, and the humeral head can translate excessively anterior to a point where it overloads the labrum and the capsular ligamentous structures and causes it to detach. And so obviously with this, either the mechanism that's preventing the anterior humoral head translation must be pretty weak, such as, hey, someone's already dislocated anteriorly before, so those mechanisms have already been disrupted, or the amount of force that is put on the humoral head to go anteriorly is so significant that it overcomes our basic pathological structures that are there. So it could be, again, traumatic. Someone might be a little bit loosey-goosey. Someone might have a history of shoulder dislocations. All things to think about with patients as they're coming in on why would this design become disrupted, right? Now, there's two types of Bankart lesions. There's soft and bony. So a soft Bankart lesion is Basically, it's just the labrum that tears from the glenoid. It's only soft tissue injury, which is the most common. Bony is exactly like it sounds. So the labrum tears, but also a part of the bony glenoid fractures off or breaks off. So obviously with this, this can cause chronic instability. We have disrupted the passive structures there. We have to think about this delicate balance between passive and active structures and see, hey, what do we do about this? So this can be very common in athletes who play volleyball, tennis, handball, overhead activities, or also very common in collision or contact sports for traumatic mechanisms of injury. So with these, if this is a patient who with this disruption is pretty unstable, then they will probably go under some sort of surgical procedure to fixate it. What this is depends, and that will probably be something that we cover in a future episode. Um, But essentially, the idea of treatment is the same. If we are realizing that it is no longer stable, we first have to protect and stabilize it, allow what is able to heal to heal, and then slowly return them back to prior prior activity, whether this is slowly progressing pain-free and and stable range of motion, strength to be able to support the uh, passive structures that are healing, whether like post-op or or not, Um, but also helping give that patient confidence that they can go back to what they were doing before and troubleshooting what that process looks like. So with that, your history is going to be helpful. The type of patient sitting in front of you, understanding how their body um, general flexibility is going to be helpful and understanding to what their goals are and what they want to get back to doing can help them to be triaged to an appropriate avenue for them to be able to get back to that. So that's it for today, guys. That's Bankart lesions. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out on Instagram at pt underscore snacks. I love hearing from you guys. And if you have requests for future episodes, be sure and let me know. Um, 
But with that being said, if you like the show, follow it, review it. That it, Those are free, right? But they can really help to make sure that other people have access to free information and hopefully find it helpful. But also, if you want to support financially, this just helps me to keep the content free. There's a link below to buy me a coffee and you can contribute whatever feels right to you, of course. Um, but also MedBridge is offering listeners a PT Snack Podcasts 40% off their yearly subscription, which if you don't know what this is, um, first of all, it's fantastic, but it is basically a company that has thousands of CEU courses, webinars that are online. Um, they even have a patient home exercise program where you can put together exercises and and say like, hey, how many reps do I want to do? Um, and be able to have videos and instructions already accompanying it that patients can follow along. It's It's super helpful. I use it every day when I'm in the clinic. So Definitely would recommend that, especially if you're also interested in their specialty course prep material. They have, I used it for my OCS. They have an NCS and SCS one as well with uh, practice questions. So super helpful. But that being said, that is all I have for you guys today. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Until next time.